Praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be cleansed from all your sins? Don't you enjoy the blood of Jesus? Okay, tonight we're going to be fellowshipping about this matter, this very basic, fundamental, uh, groundbreaking, ground rules matter of confessing our sins. Uh, This is a great matter, uh, and this is an important matter for all Christians. Uh, So... Uh, We want to get into this matter because confessing our sins um, is key to our going on in our Christian life. And we just have four simple points. So tonight's message is going to be, I'm going to share these four points with you. And you're going to remember these four points. And then you're going to speak these four points back to your neighbor. So be prepared. Get ready. Okay, so four points. They're not hard. They're not difficult. But they are crucial for our going on as believers in Christ, okay? In the matter of confessing our sins, uh, we have to realize God has brought this in as His way of our both acknowledging, recognizing, and declaring our own sin back to Him. When we confess that, that's what we do. We recognize it and we declare it back to Him and we do it. Uh, I would say in practice, we do that by ourselves, privately, in a hidden way, because we don't need to spread that with other people. But when we know that we have sinned, we need to have a practice of confessing our sin back to the Lord so that the blood of Jesus can be applied and we can receive what? Forgiveness. Praise the Lord for forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is an incredibly awesome thing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that walk around heavy laden with guilt and sin. And uh, you know what? They don't know about this matter of confessing their sins. And so, you know, uh, even the ministry tells us clearly when people do not confess their sins, eventually they're full of pain and heaviness. Pain and heaviness. This is the condition that we arrive at if we do not practice confessing our sins. Um, So for this matter, we have to be impressed. Uh, Confessing our sins brings us into joy and happiness and a peaceful condition and comfort, being comfortable. So without this confession, uh, we're, we're in a condition that is not pleasant. So we like to enter into this matter of confessing our sins in a weighty way, in a serious way, and consider these four points, okay? So the first thing I'd like us to do is just simply let's read through these four points together so you get to see the whole view, okay? So confessing our sins, number one is to what? It's number two to what? Number three is to what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we must, number four, what? Yes, okay, so these are the four basic items. Number one, to receive God's forgiveness. Again, this is a great matter. Uh, even to receive another person's forgiveness in our experience is a big thing. Uh, recently, I was with a brother and we were in another state, and he saw someone whom he had offended years ago. 
And he, he walked up to this person and this person said, by the way, I want to let you know I have fully forgiven you. And the brother I was with, he was, he was trying to hide the fact that he was weeping because he was so uh, relieved because uh, that offense was gone. And he had been heavily under the weight of that problem for many years. And as soon as this brother said, brother, I completely forgive you. There's no problem. This brother was so touched. And this brother was brought into freedom. He was brought into joy. Because this is such a serious matter. So listen, listen. As we are human beings and we are uh, handed down from our fathers, received the sinful nature, we not only commit sins, we are sin. Even our very nature. Did you realize that? We are not only committing sins, we are sin. A peach tree produces what? Peaches. A sin tree produces what? Sin. You are right. So you and I, guess what we are? Sin trees. Unfortunately, that's what we produce. Day after day, uh, in so many ways I will not enumerate, we just sin because our very nature is sin itself handed down by our fathers. Generation after generation, we're very good at that. We just continue handing it down. I have four daughters. One day I found out one of them was lying and I was like, oh my goodness, how could you do that? And I'm like, silly man, she's a sinner. <laughs> just like you. So anyway, we pass this down. Uh, and so it's crucial that we know about this matter of confessing our sins. Because this, number one, allows us to receive God's forgiveness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. There is a provision for us, even though we're a sentry, God has given us a way. Amen. And that way is the precious blood of Christ. And because of this blood, His blood in John 1.29 takes away our sin. Praise the Lord. It's awesome. Uh, and number two, this confessing brings us back into fellowship with God. And you know what? Fellowship with God is the greatest blessing in the universe. You know what? To be in oneness with God, to be in fellowship with God is so enjoyable. Okay. Uh, I've been married now. I'm getting very close to 30 years. And, you know, when I walk in the house, at my house, and I look at my wife, I can tell right away whether or not I'm in fellowship with her or not. <laughs> it's very clear. You don't even have to be that smart to figure it out. So I just have a passing glance. Hi, honey, how are you? And then I <laughs> continue my walk back to, to my room to put my things down. 
And uh, as I'm going, I uh, just a quick glance is all it takes, and I can tell immediately if fellowship is there or it's broken. Now, listen, my relationship with my wife uh, has, uh, has always been maintained. We've been married all these many years. But my fellowship with her has been broken numerous times. But, praise the Lord, that fellowship can be restored. And in the same way with our God, with our wonderful Lord Jesus Christ, we too want to have that fellowship restored whenever it gets broken. Because when that fellowship is broken, many times we're in a heavy, painful state. Okay, in the same way, you know, you are the son or daughter of your parents. And that will never change no matter what else happens. You will always be their son or daughter. So in your life relationship, your relationship with them can never be changed. It's unalterable. But your fellowship with your parents, it can be greatly affected. When they see that credit card bill, or they see that report card, or they hear about some other things. Last night I was on the phone with a brother from another state. I'm pretty sure none of y'all in here know him. He was telling me he's in college at Ohio State. And he was telling me, he's like, bro, listen, I, uh, I told my parents that I would not drive my car to the college conference. And I drove it there. And on the way back, I got into a bad wreck. So I said, like, well, is, there, is everybody okay? He's like, yeah, everybody's okay. But he's like, they specifically told me not to drive the car to the conference and back. And I said, why did they tell you that? He said, because they said, you know, son, you might get into a wreck. <laughs> so he said, he said, bro, the reason I'm calling you is because they're flying in this weekend to see me. And I haven't told them anything yet. I said, wow, brother, now you're calling me, huh? <laughs> Okay, so he says, I'm, I'm worried this is really going to affect my fellowship with them. I said, well, brother, yeah, it sounds like some heavy-duty confessing is on the way. <laughs> so he realizes they're still his mom and dad. They'll always be his mom and dad. But he's very worried about this matter of his fellowship with them. So we talked about this matter, how to break it to them, how to open to them, how to talk to them. He's shaking in his boots. Uh, he's wondering if he's going to uh, fly home with them <laughs> because it's all over. He, he's really worried because the matter of our fellowship with one another is very important. So uh, we have to realize how awesome it is to have this provision of confessing our sins. Okay, let's read the first verse at the very top there, okay? Ready? Go. He who covers his Okay, let's read it again. It said, brothers, this time you're going to read it and you're going to read it a little bit stronger. Ready, brothers? Go. He who covers 
transgressions will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Okay, sisters, you read it and read it again more strongly. Ready? Go. He Okay, now this is, this is we're going to expose the devil right here a little bit. He hates this. But the devil always wants us to cover over our transgressions. This is the way of the enemy. Cover them over. Cover them over. But the word of God is telling us clearly here, if you cover your transgress, transgressions, will you prosper? No. Will you obtain mercy? No. We have to practice confessing our sins. Okay, this is a great verse. Um, I, I like this verse and, and when I work with the uh, 6th to 12th graders. I, I use this verse a lot because the spontaneous reaction when we sin is to do what? It's to hide, number one, and two, not confess. Don't tell anybody. Shh! Don't say anything. Hey, this is the enemy because the enemy does not want you to prosper or obtain mercy. This is the devil. But saints, we want to prosper. Amen. And we definitely want to obtain mercy. Amen. So this is a big thing for us to learn how to confess. Okay, number one under this point to receive God's forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9, I think this is the key verse for this whole night. So let's all read this verse together. Ready? Go. Okay, so if we confess, if we do it, it's a conditional thing. If we do this, if you're in, in computer classes with languages, there's a lot of if-then statements. It's called a conditional statement. If we confess our sins, He's faithful. He's righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, this is a great matter. So we must practice this, and this allows us to receive God's forgiveness. Then Hebrews 10, 17, quickly, let's read this, go. He then says, And their sins and their lawlessnesses, I shall by no means remember anymore. Okay, now this is an awesome part of confessing our sins. You know, it's hard for us to believe, but God has a, a different memory than ours. Because... The Bible tells us when we confess our sins, he actually says, I shall by no means, by no means remember anymore those sins. Okay, to extrapolate this to the full, do you realize that in eternity future, the Father will say, these are my many sons and they have never sinned. Can you believe that? That's amazing, isn't it? Because by that point, every sin will be confessed. Every sin will be dealt with and every sin will be blotted out of his memory. And I'm not making this up. You can read it in the ministry right here, okay? He says this. It's amazing. So, saints, listen. You know, we have a better memory than God. Sometimes we confess and the enemy says, but you didn't confess it good enough. 
or well enough, or you didn't really mean it, or you had your fingers crossed behind your back, or whatever. The enemy is a lying liar. And out of his own being come forth lies. And so he likes to lie to us a lot to cause us to doubt our confession and to doubt the effectiveness of our confession, okay? In any event, whenever we confess, he forgets. We confess, God forgets. Say that. We confess, God forgets. Say it again. We confess, God forgets. That's a big point. He forgets. And actually, you know what? This is mentioned even in the four basic points of the New Covenant. In Jeremiah 31, 34, he says the same thing here. Your sins I will by no means remember anymore. So this is the promise of the New Covenant. This is what God wants. He wants us to practice confessing so that our sins can be removed and forgotten. Okay? All right, number two, to maintain our fellowship with God. Uh, 1 John 1, 6, let's read this. Go. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and are not practicing the truth. Okay, so uh, we don't want to say we have fellowship and then walk in darkness, right? This is a, this is a serious matter. Um, but we like to practice confessing our sins. Okay, let's be honest. Uh, this week, if even for a few moments, how many of us have walked in darkness? Everybody. That's right. Put your hands down. But, praise the Lord, if we did walk in darkness, we also have this practice of saying, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Lord Jesus, cleanse me in your blood. Lord Jesus, I apply the blood right now. Okay, you know what? That erases our walk in darkness and brings us back into the light. Based on our confessing, we get brought back into fellowship with God. We walk with God and we become children of the light, walking in the light. Okay? All right, number three. Not only does our fellowship with God get restored. Let's read this. To be filled in the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38. Ready? Go. Okay, let me just say this. If you have a serious time, and I would suggest since we're talking about it tonight, why don't you practice having a confessing walk home tonight as a start. Just practice uh, to have a confessing walk home tonight. And listen, just confess whatever the Lord has brought to your remembrance. This is not a winch hunt. You're not trying to dig things up here. But if you have things in which you are not in fellowship with God, we need to practice confessing those things. And as we do that, there are maybe some big obvious things like some big boulders that we need to confess. But once we confess those, then we might notice, oh, there's some smaller rocks here, some more sins, and we confess those. And then as we confess those, we may even see a few smaller ones. Our confession gets finer and keener as we spend time with the Lord in the light. And so if we can spend a lengthy time with the Lord, you know what? 
we remove all those rocks and all those things out of our being and there is a free way to be filled in the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's awesome. So who likes to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. Me too. Listen, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is an awesome thing. It's excellent. It's wonderful. It's what we were made to be doing, is to be filled with the Spirit. But if we have sins weighing us down painfully, heavily in our inner being, we have to learn to confess those things and allow the Spirit to fill us, okay? All right, so let's read this verse. And Peter said to them, Acts 2.38, we've read it already, let's read it again. And Peter said to them, Repent upon the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So guess what? Repent and you receive the gift. Repent, receive the gift. So this is a practice we need to have. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Lord Jesus, again, I, I blew it. I really failed. I'm sorry for what I just said. I'm sorry for my attitude. I'm sorry for being mean. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. I'm a big jerk. It's true. It's true. So we have to be honest with the Lord. I would say in our confession, learn to be brutally honest with the Lord. God is not religious. We're the ones that are religious. Stop that. Just tell him like it really is. Confess all these things. And you know what? As we confess, you will begin to really sense the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay? This is marvelous. To be filled, we have to empty ourselves first. There's something occupying us already if sin is there. If sin is weighing on us. If sin is heavy. But if we want to be filled, we must confess. This allows the Spirit to fill us, okay? Finally, number four, practicing to confess. Acts 24, 16, Paul said here, Because of this, I also exercise myself to always have a conscience void, a conscience without offense toward God and men. An older version says void of offense before God and men. So Paul here was exercising all the time, exercising. I know this message is like broccoli. It's eating your greens. But brothers and sisters, we must have this, this practice of confessing to keep us in a healthy relationship, keep us filled with the Holy Spirit. And now there's three sub points under this matter of practice. Real quickly, number one, keep short accounts. Don't let it build up. If you're driving in West Texas during the summertime out in the West and you're going along the road and you drive for four or five hours, what builds up on your windshield? Anybody who's done that? Bugs. So many bugs that eventually you can't even see out of that window. So you have to pull over and wash it off and clean it off. Otherwise, you cannot see where you were going. Is that right, Taylor? It's right. Yes. I have driven out there for many years. It's the case every single summertime. So it's a good picture of our conscience that we want to keep without offense before God and men. We need to keep short accounts. Pull over frequently and wash the window. 
Pull over frequently in your spiritual life, and as you're going, as you're walking in class, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry, forgive me, wash me, I love you. Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord, again, cleanse me in your precious blood. Short accounts. Short. Don't wait for six weeks or a month or don't wait for next year. Confess regularly. Confess daily. Keep short accounts. Okay, number two, be specific. Generality is generally the enemy. Lord, I'm sorry I'm so bad. I'm really, really, really bad. Okay, no. Lord, I said something to Josh. I hurt his feelings. I said the wrong thing, and I am sorry for that word I spoke to him. Be specific. You know in your conscience what is weighing on you, what's heavy, what's painful. Practice confessing those specific things, okay? Then finally, the last point is confess it only one time. Once is enough. Satan would like to come in and cause you to doubt your one confession and say, it wasn't good enough, it wasn't long enough, you didn't mean it, uh, you really didn't feel good, so your confession doesn't matter. He'll give you any excuse in the book to cause you to doubt your own confession and then start practicing confessing again and again and again the same thing. That's the devil. Confess it once is enough and move on and you will experience the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The devil does two extremes with us. Number one, he causes us to not confess at all ever or he causes us to start confessing about the same sin over and over and over and over, and both are extremes that are off. So to practice confessing, we have a sin, we confess it, we move on, we believe the blood, and we enjoy the filling of the Holy Spirit. So this is our practice of confessing the sins. Okay, so there's four matters here. One, two, three, four. Number one, what do we do when we confess? Receive God's forgiveness. Number two, what do we do? Maintain our fellowship with God. Number three, what? Be filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit. Yes, and number four? Practicing. We have to practice. This, this message is not about just talking about something tonight. I really hope you have a confessing walk home tonight. Or to drive home as you're driving, brothers and sisters. As you're walking, you're like, Lord Jesus, I just come to you. Uh, I open to you. Thank you for the light. Thank you for shining on me. Thank you for shining in me. And as the Lord is there, we just practice simply confessing these things back to the Lord. Okay, four points. All right, how about a brother stand up? You just give me the four points. Four points. What are they? Okay, good, Robert. Okay. Faithfulness, uh, keeping faith. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Practicing. Practicing, yeah. You want to phone a friend here? How about a lifeline? Why don't you, why don't you select somebody, Robert, to jump in here?
Okay, come on, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what's one and two? One is two. Yes. To receive God's forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. Number two is. Yes. To. Something fellowship with God. Maintain. Maintain. That's good. All right. All right, how about another, brother? Stand up. Just give me one, two, three, four from, from the first one. One, two, three. Come on, brothers. Be bold. Alex, all right, you got it. Good. There we go. All right. All right, brother. All right, number one. Yeah. So, to receive God's forgiveness. Yes. To maintain fellowship with God. Yes. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. To practice confessing. Yeah. Okay, good. Very good. Okay, sisters. Give me a sister. I want a sister. All four points. One, two, three, four. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Very good. So... It's the four basic points. How about one more sister? I want to hear all four points. Another sister. You guys are doing good. You must be in college. All right. Another sister. How about it? And brothers, next. There we go. Excellent. To receive God's forgiveness. Yes. To maintain fellowship. Amen. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And to practice confessing. Amen. Good job. Okay, now the next level is can you give me a point with one verse? Ah, next level. Is that, is that pretty tall, tall order? Jason, you got it, bro? No? Okay, all right. Okay, so look, just take a quick look. Under to receiving God's forgiveness, we have 1 John 1, 9. First John, okay, you got this, Robert? Uh, maintain fellowship with God. Okay. We say we uh, have fellowship with God and yet walk in the darkness. Right. So we're walking the, yeah. yes. the darkness. We're not practicing uh, the truth. Correct. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We are light. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. First John 1 John 1.9. Right. It says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Excellent. Good job. Do we have somebody on point number three? If you just want to give me the verse and the kind of the main emphasis of that verse, that's fine too. Okay, so the verse is Acts 2.38. And what does it generally say? Genki? If you repent, yes. Then you can be filled with 
Amen. All right, Genki, you got the main point there. Repent and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, and then the last one, practicing confessing. What's the verse there? Remember, the Apostle Paul, he's telling us, he exercised to do what? Always have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Okay, this is Acts 24, 16. Okay, what we're going to do now is you're going to choose a partner. You're going to partner up. And you're going to spend three minutes practicing saying these four points to one another. And if, if you can, just have one verse with each point. Four points on confessing. Ready, go. Ready, go.